Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back, Sports to the Max, News Talk 830 WCCL. UConn and NC State are in overtime. And uh, it is tied 65-65 in overtime. Paige Becker is trying to get her team to the final four here in uh, in Minnesota. The um, uh, Minnesota Wild play tomorrow night against Philadelphia with uh, Mike Yo and Chuck Fletcher. That, that just has not gone well out there. Uh, they've played some tough teams. This won't be one of them tomorrow. Um, and I assume Fleury will be in goal, though Talbot was the number one star in the entire uh, NHL, right, this last week. So pretty good stuff. The Twins will play again tomorrow afternoon. Today they had a rare day off, and pretty soon they'll break camp, and they'll come up here, and they'll split the squad, and some will go to St. Paul, and some will go to Minneapolis. Derek Scherer is the is the uh, general manager for the St. Paul Saints. He joins us now. How are you, D? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? Good, good. This is a fun time of the year, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. We're counting the days. Now, now, if they would not have come to a labor, if there would have been a labor impasse, you still would have had a season, right? Yeah, we, we were playing ball regardless. The the, the 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 labor concerns really only impacted the, the 40-man roster for each major league team. So they, they were, the MLB was still planning on fielding their, their minor league franchises. How would that have worked? You'd, you'd have just not had access to the, not that it matters now, but you would have not had access to the 40-man, and that would have been it? Exactly. There, you know, there's a little bit of overlap uh, between that, that Major League 40-man roster and the, and the AAA roster. So those seven, eight, nine guys that are, that are on that 40-man roster would have, would have uh, still been locked out. Uh, but, but fortunately... Fortunately, we're looking at an opening day and uh, for, for Major League Baseball as well as the opening day we have scheduled. And, and and now, right now, obviously the Twins are you know making up their roster. They made uh, a deal today to get uh, Chris Archer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but how does that? Are you do you watch closely to try to figure out who's going to be on your roster, or is that not nearly as important as just thinking about how we're going to sell this product as opposed to who's going to be on the roster? It's a little bit of both. You know, that's one of the exciting things about, about being the, the Twins AAA affiliate is that connection to the Major League franchise. And 
and that level of talented player. And certainly the moves that have been made at the major league level over the last couple of weeks, some really exciting moves, have has solidified a lot of positions at the major league level with, with major league level talent and uh, and experience. So that what that lets us know is that there's an opportunity for us to, to see some of the t- absolute top prospects in the organization wearing the Saints uniform to start the season. For example, Royce Lewis has already been designated to St. Paul, correct? Yeah, so so far that's what we're seeing. You know, there's still a few days left in camp, and and who knows if a move gets made at the last second. But uh, Royce is a player that we expected to see last year um, for the majority of the season, and, of course, the injury kept him out. So if he ends up wearing that Saints uniform, we're, our fans are going to be very fortunate to have an opportunity to watch that kid play. Two years ago um... – they had the inner squad basically the inner squad uh, uh, season because they, you know COVID they had to play each other. D- did you watch much of that? I got. It. I was fortunate. We we were ser- we served as the uh, alternate. You were the host. I just didn't know if you got out to, yeah. to see it. Well, I, my my office is in a position such that I can sneak a peek every now and then out to the field. And and man, God, there, there was there, there's some real talent uh, in the in the Twins minor league system and. And we're excited to be able to, to put them out at CHS, CHS Field. And what would they do? Were they, were they playing games every day? What, what did they do? Were they were just amongst each other? A, a little bit of a little bit of both uh, sides of it. They, 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 there were some training, um, some, some actual training drills, that type of skills and and and, and drills type activity. But then they also played a lot of ball. Uh, they actually they had enough players at the alternate training site to be able to play games. And uh, so, so you know, it was a lot of. They they throw on the the pants, take off, get out of the the t-shirts and and shorts, and and throw on the pants and and jersey and play, actually play games. So, as as hard as 2020 was, which you know was hard for everybody, sure. that that was that was one little. Uh, one little silver lining was the opportunity to watch those guys play out at CHS Field. Yeah, because in 2020 you still had a season in Sioux Falls, basically, right? We did, yeah. We were we were playing. Still, that was our last year as an independent yeah. ball club, and and we played about half of our season out in Sioux Falls before, uh, but before things changed here in the state of Minnesota that allowed us to begin playing to uh, capacities of about fifteen hundred people. Yeah, I remember. But I, I don't you just hate even thinking about those days. I mean, it's just. I, I, I mean, I know we we did what the best we could, but it's just depressing to think about. It's you know what, Mike. It's it's both one of the most depressing things to think about what what we all went through um, in in all businesses, all walks of life. What we all went through during during the summer of 2020 and, and obviously into the beginning of 2021. For for us with the Saints, it's also one of the years that, that we're most proud of. Um, there were there were some things that that year that uh, that that we were able to accomplish working with the, the state of Minnesota. Um, the governor's office, uh, the health officials, uh, to, to be able to, to, to provide some 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 outlet. relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for families to, to get out to the ballpark, to, whether it was to see a movie and a fireworks show or to, to actually watch a ball game. So it, you're right; it's it's one of the most depressing things to think about. But there's a little a little piece of me that's that's a little bit proud of uh, of what we're able to accomplish that year. What was last year like to have that AAA team? There was a little bit different as to when they started, I know, as opposed to when they'll start this year, all those things, but what was it like? Uh, it was it was amazing. Um, I, I mean, you know how proud we are of our, our history as an independent, uh, but it was so exciting to be able to, to do what we always did as, as an entertainment operation, but then to be able to field 
a team with, with the top prospects in, in the Twins organization and to, to play against teams with the top prospects in those organizations. So, so that was incredible. The relationship with the Twins, I, I think the Twins would tell you it worked exactly how they hoped it would, having the proximity um, such as it is. The, the, the challenges we ran into, you know, we didn't know until, uh, until the middle of March whether we were going to be able to entertain fans in the ballpark that the Twins were in the same yep. – same boat at Target Field, and and then when we did open in May, we we opened up a, a month late, and uh, we we were opening up to some limited capacities. But but by the time we got into the summer, June, July, August, it, it felt amazing, and and fans were filling the seats, and the players were, uh, you know, the opportunity to see that level of talent was incredible. So now, now here we are heading into 2022 with a full off season as a AAA affiliate knowing what to expect out of the upcoming season, uh, 150 game schedule, 75 at home. Uh, you know, we, we've never, we've never played in April. Uh, no, know, so, no, so people forget be, this. This is, this is new to the same. You were a June, July, August season. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 you know, we used to stack the deck a little bit in favor yeah. of our, uh, in favor of the weather. Uh, but uh, this, this year we're, we're going to, as, as we say, where I grew up in Indiana, we're going to come up in a little bit with uh Yep. Some, some cool weather in April, but we'll we'll figure out a way to deal and have some fun. Now, now, uh, last year when, when you you know obviously you you got the transaction page going all the time, and you're you know uh, yeah. you're not quite sure who they're going to need on a given day. But it's not your call. Do you get used to that real quick that you don't have to get involved in that piece of it? Yeah, that that was that was that wasn't uh, that wasn't all that difficult to let go of. Not not having mm-hmm. to. Uh, figure out if somebody's going to catch a plane to come in and play that night, whatever, right? Right, right. Not not having to worry about that piece of it. Now, you, you did have to worry about uh, several other changes. You you got to worry about the the video board, the uniform, the uh, the, the the minor league teams are are somewhat involved in in assisting with uh, with housing arrangements and things along those lines. So you you do you do have to make some moves and 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 make sure that player is is coming in as smoothly and comfortably as possible. We're fortunate being in the same town as, or, or the same uh, cities as, as our major league affiliates. So they're also incredibly helpful in that process, but certainly different than when, uh, when you're making that move on your own for your team. Derek shares our guest general manager of the uh, St. Paul Saints course twins, triple a team. Now, now part of the, uh, uh, the uniqueness of CHS field that, that uh, uh, maybe gets understated or you, you understand it. Uh, people on the outside looking in might not think about it is uh, there's, there's several profit centers there because you have such great banquet facilities and, and, and you can host uh, a, a luncheon, a banquet, a graduation, a wedding, whatever it is people want. Uh, you could facilitate there. How much of that has been lost in this, and is that coming back at all? Because that's just pure business transactions. Yeah, certainly. We, we have what's called the Securing Financial Club uh, there at CHS Field. overlooks the ballpark. D- during games, it's a, it's a season ticket space, a premium area for, for fans to be able to sit outside on the seat deck or go inside and eat and drink and catch another game on TV while they're taking a break from, from our ball game or catch the twins game during an inning break of the saints game, whatever it might be. So, but, but during the off season, you're right, Mike, we, we use that for, you name it, weddings, civic meetings. Uh, we've had bar mitzvahs, we've had receptions, things along those lines. And, and yeah, we've started to see a lot of that come back as well as other events um, scheduling for the ballpark. And, and it's interesting. It's actually coming back with, with almost a new, a new energy um, even from before 
the pandemic. So th- there are definitely there there are event promoters out there looking to host events. We have a a, a concert scheduled in June, and we have a, a, a an event scheduled in in August that that involve it's uh, or late July called Nitro Circus. That's uh, motorcycles and ramps and things along those lines. So, so there are a lot of, on, on top of those 75 baseball games, CHS Field is going to be pretty busy. And, and I feel like a lot of it is coming off of the pandemic with energy for activity and, and reasons to be outside having fun. You know, that's one thing if you're trying to measure this. I think the high school season was an interesting study because when you gave people good games, they were packing yeah. the house. I mean, I went to I don't know how many basketball games this year, and if it was a decent game, it I mean, you just got the feeling that people wanted to be somewhere. You know, they wanted to be somewhere where they could cheer and, and let some steam off. And, and as you saw the section play, it was the same kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, people just, they, they wanted in on whatever it is that they could get in on. And, and I, I think it'll it'll continue to evolve, especially as the weather gets nicer in terms of baseball, that you'll see that same thing because we have learned something here, Derek. And, you know, what Mike Beck has always believed, people want to be together and have fun, right? Yeah, and that's you know that that's what we're in, that, that's what we're actually in the business of is, is bringing people together for fun. This is actually the thirtieth season of uh, this version of the St. Paul Saints of the the Mike Vick, Marv Goldklang, Bill Murray version of the Saints. Thirty, 30 seasons of fun. Wow. So you're right, and and we 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 certainly learned how much we missed it um, when we couldn't have it. So it's it's exciting to see it coming back. Seeing the high school basketball games, no question. The, the energy there and and what's been a lot of fun here over the past couple of months is is the the, the sports community that the sports franchises in the twin cities is they're, they're not, not sitting around waiting are they they're delivering right i mean we've we've got a, a an nba team ready for the getting ready for the playoffs an nhl team getting ready for the playoffs uh you've got a, a major league baseball team out there making moves to, to put together a playoff roster so this is a pretty fun sports market right about now yeah, it's a great sports market right now, and you, and you don't know where it's going day to day, but it's just fun to kind of get on board. You see the, like I said, Twins signed Chris Archer today and Carlos Correa last week and all those things, and uh, it gets people buzzing and thinking about and talking about and all those things. Now, Toby Gardner is your manager. I saw him down at spring training. How many conversations yeah. do you have with him during it, or don't you really need to involve yourself with him right now? During spring training, we don't need to we don't need to bother Toby all that much. It's, it's once we this week and last week we start touching base a little bit, um, just just letting them know what what to expect here for the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, there'll be some things that we're asking of the players, some opportunities to meet the season ticket holders, um, some opportunities to do some things out in the community with us, and and we're starting to schedule travel. Of course, part of part of being in uh, AAA baseball is is you do travel nationally. Um, so, so we, we've got to, we, we like to keep Toby involved in those conversations so he can help make decisions that he thinks works best for the, for the, for the roster. Um, our first trip is to, to Louisville, Kentucky, the team the, the, the Saints roster rolls in here to the twin cities on Friday. They'll be in town for a couple days and then they hit the road for Louisville, Kentucky for a week before they come back here. Oh, that's right. You guys play the long well. series now, don't you? We do. Though, and, and I got to be honest with you, players, Coaches, player development staff, um, front office staffs at the minor league level. It, it really was a successful experiment last year, and and uh, I think it's going to be around for a while, those six-game series, Tuesday through Sunday. Well, and for player development standpoint, I guess it makes sense, except you might see the same starting pitcher a couple times, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're going you're gonna to see a couple of pitchers, uh, at least one you're going to see 
two times. The man that the players love that off day on Monday. Um, you have a guaranteed travel day. Uh, you, you know you're getting out of town on Sunday. Um, worst case scenario, Monday morning, and you're going to have the majority of Monday off every single week of the season. So um, pl- players seem to really enjoy it. Last question. I don't know how many you know, how many trips that you made or, or your chance to get to see the league, uh, but I'm just wondering, based on what you saw or know, how, how does CHS compare to the other AAA facilities and stadiums? It's it's right there at the top. There there are some great ballparks out there at the AAA level. Charlotte, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, um, Indianapolis, Indiana. These are these are some world class. At Las Vegas uh, just built a ball, new ballpark not that long ago. Um, these are some world class ballpark, but ballparks. But CHS Field is right there with them. Um, the only thing that uh, CHS Field was was missing was some of the uh, some of the player amenities that are required uh, for this new world of, of Major League Baseball operated minor league baseball or Major League Baseball's oversight of minor league baseball. And, and we've, had, we've had an opportunity to, to invest here over the last year and a half to make sure that we are delivering virtually a Major League experience for our players, certainly a triple-A, um, but, but virtually a Major League experience. So uh, it's, it's great. And, and last year, the, the, fans, the fans proved it out as far as the experience in the ballpark. Uh, St. Paul ended up fifth. Uh, in overall attendance out of 120 minor league teams. So it was a lot of fun and, and great support from the fans to, to sort of, it, it, it was a, li- a little bit of, of proving that, that this franchise and this fan base belonged in AAA baseball. Well, I'm looking forward. When's the Vexter coming to town? Well, we're hoping to see him here in a couple of weeks. April 12th is opening night uh, versus the Indianapolis Indians. We're expecting that Mike will be in town and, uh, ho- hopefully the, the rest of the ownership family and group, and we'll have some fun. Derek, appreciate it very much. We'll talk again soon, but it, it's fun to talk baseball. Yeah, it sure is. Thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it. You bet, Derek Shearer, General Manager, St. Paul Saints. I, I'll tell you what, my favorite opening day stuff and how it's changed over the years when we come back. Stay with us on Sports to the Max. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. I got to tell you this, UConn-North Carolina State women's game. Paige Beckers just took over and put the Huskies on her back. And and they went into uh, overtime, and she took over. They followed. Uh, North Carolina State had to make three free throws to tie it to make two out of three. So they're down one. They eventually, they inbound the ball to Beckers. She gets fouled. She makes two to clinch it. Or did she? Six seconds left. North Carolina State gets one more inbound, and a girl hits a, a, a fadeaway. Young lady hits a fadeaway on on Becker's as she almost falls out of bounds. They're going to a double overtime, tied at seventy seven. Uh, just an incredible finish, and Becker's has owned the night at the end. She she wasn't much of a factor the first half and even into the second half, but she took over when her team needed her, and it looked like she was taking them right to Minneapolis. But now they got to figure out a way in the second overtime to win a game. It's being played in Connecticut, by the way. So that's a pretty good place to be. Now, here's here's my feeling on home openers. Uh, I, I think in a lot of places I'd be a big fan, but not in Minnesota because it's so cold still. I think it might be so cold. My favorite home opener memories, I know some of you people are going to think this is sacrilege, are when the Twins played at the Dome because I knew. I knew it was going to be warm, and I knew what the confides felt like, and I knew who was playing in the game, and I knew I'd get there for batting practice, and I knew... 
that the game was going to be played for sure, and I didn't have to sit and look at the weather reports, and I liked that for the whole boat. I remember one year uh, we were doing the live out there. There it was. It was a, they, they used to play at night. The home opener was at night because it didn't matter, right? What, what the temperature was when you're at the dome, and so we were doing the six o'clock live out there. Uh, Frank Vassalero and I were out there live. And we had to get one of those temporary uh, tents to put over us because we were getting like six inches of April snow. You know, you know that kind of wet snow. You know, it's not going to stay long, uh, but it's going to be there for a little while. And, and we were sitting there, and there it was, and we had to uh, endure it. And uh, but but you knew you were going to go in and watch the game, so it didn't matter. Now it's not quite like that. It's different. Sports to the max. When we come back, we'll visit with Scott Bell. Uh, he is a scout for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He used to play for the Golden Gophers, so he understands the W, uh, the uh, uh, Frozen Four, and he understands the NHL. So we'll talk to him about both on the other side. Stay with us on Sports to the Max. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, the one and only Scott Bell talking hockey, the former Gopher. Great coach there now scouting in the nhl for toronto and doing a whole bunch more joins us now scott thanks for joining us thanks for having me mad max yes sir now tell me what what'd you think of that uh, uh minnesota state mankato and gopher game shutouts to get to the frozen four yeah wonderful stories uh mankato going back to back frozen fours and then the gophers the way they did it with a grit and got grind game and with a Basically a walk-on goalie that jumped into the, the scene and just has been outstanding and one of the better stories in college hockey with uh, Justin Close. Yeah, yeah what may you, you assess Close as a hockey person? What has he done? What does he do? I think he's the ultimate teammate. And if you, the, uh, the team plays for him, he you know sacrificed his own ego for a couple of years, uh, always showed up to practice, worked hard, smiled, teammate, positive, 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 positive. May uh, never played a game if uh, you know the La Fontaine didn't uh, bail on the team and sign pro in the middle of the night on a after the Michigan State series and he was thrown in the fire and and it, it has just been magic and he's just one of those wonderful success stories that everybody cheers for and roots for and just it's just great to see you know um, you kind of waited for the dam to break so to speak you thought how long can you mentally hold up and keep doing this and he did didn't he. <laughs> He's got magic in him. I mean, the team has a little bit of magic in him, but uh, it just shows you what a positive attitude does and a, a good teammate, and the kids play for him, and he just brings that infectious, uh, that little magic. I like. I think that's the term you like to use in your, in your, in your, in your talks, and uh, uh, that's definitely what he brings to the team. Uh, so now you go in and you're seeing a pretty good, and Dryden McKay, a pretty good goalie uh, at Minnesota State Mankato there. Uh, how good is he, and is he an NHL prospect? You know, he is the best goalie in college hockey, and, and he probably should have won it last year, um, but he should he should get it this year. He set the all-time shutout record, um, beat out Miller, and uh, set the record. I think with his last win, he might have set the all-time shutout record and has been, you know, the all-time wins leader in Mankato and, and has really put that team on his back. And they, they play well in front of him. Now, I don't know if he's a pro because – uh, you know, I think he's just under six foot. They're the one guy, Saros, in, in, uh, in uh, Nashville's the only goalie that's probably a sub-six footer that's been able to do it at the NHL level just because there's so much traffic. So that's, But he might get a chance to prove himself at the AHL level, and, and if he can do what he 
doing at college, then he, he someone may give him a chance. Now, Matthew Nice grew up in, in Arizona. We, we see this from time to time. Guys come from California, Arizona, etc. But tell me, how, how do they train them down there? I, I, is it like a club where the elite players from the area all go and end up living there and training there and some former NHL dad who's got a kid there kind of helps get it going? Uh, how do these kids develop at these different places that we see in the warm weather states? You know what? They get hooked on it from watching the NHL down there. And they just play club hockey, just like similar like uh, your your local hockey in area hockey. But down there, they have more like AAA teams like you'd, you'd have in Minnesota, of like the Tommy Chicago's and teams like that that are AAA. And then they, they travel around the state or they go out of state more. So Minnesota, we're spoiled with what we have here. We have something special, unique in the country. It's the only model in the country like this, and it's the most successful model in the country. And that shows with all the over 200 players, men's and women's hockey, both have just been exceptional for college level and then for the professional level developing players. Minnesota, we have the best model. But these other states like California, Florida, I mean, the Wild has have a couple Floridians on the team. Toronto, we have Nyes, and we also have Matthews, both from California or from Arizona. I mean, it's, it's, it's spreading, and I think it's the popularity of the game and the exposure and, and getting more athletes and more people interested in it. How, how does a guy like Ben Myers sneak through undrafted? You know what? He's uh, out of Delano's. He was always good. We did, and, and I actually was in in the business a little bit. I was at the U when uh, uh, Bob Moscow got him to the U when I was there that summer. Um, just kind of a late bloomer. Always did things well, and all of a sudden he just popped. And you know, was his draft year was already by him because he was a little older as a senior in high school. And some kids develop late. It's 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 how it works, and you know that it's not unusual for that to happen. And but it's it's you know I, maybe it is a little bit unusual to happen. Um, I'd say like you know football they have the draft when they're they're seniors and juniors in college. Uh, for hockey we have it when they're juniors and seniors in high school. Yeah, so it's it, an 18-year-old it, you know, draft. It's, it's the biggest crapshoot yeah. in the world, right? It it can be. And, you know, Benny Myers is a wonderful, you know, like just the way he's been playing. He put that team on his back and just was willed it against uh, UMass there. Great leadership. Just grit, grind, power, good teammate, Olympian. I mean, he cannot do any more than he's done. I think he should be, you know, he, he may win that Holy Baker Award this year. That, that's an unbelievable story, isn't it? It's it's so wonderful. It, it, and, you know, there's two kids for the Holy Baker, uh, the kid up at Michigan Tech uh, and Myers from, that are both from Delaware. Yeah, and that's something. Minnesota. It, it's just, it's awesome. It's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what Herb Brooks wanted to see when he said grow the game. And, and, and he, you know, he started at St. Cloud State, but he also met at Minnesota State Mankato. I mean, this, this is a great example of uh, how much great, I mean, how many great hockey players there are out there and what Minnesota can do, because not just this year. Uh, what was it, the one year? Weren't there three Minnesota teams in it the one year in the Frozen Four a few years ago? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the loose roster where they, they've been a four to last, I mean, this is the first year in five years that they're not at their frozen four, and they're loaded with Minnesota players. Mankato's yeah. loaded with Minnesota players. Minnesota's loaded with Minnesota players. Wisconsin, North Dakota, Notre Dame all have Minnesota players. Minnesota is the number one producing college talent for hockey in the country, hands down. How hard is and it? Women, to- women's okay. and men's. It's yep. not just men's. It's women's, too. Women are, I mean, they're just, they're kicking butt, too. 
uh, how hard is it to uh, project? If you, if you just watch a kid play high school hockey, and, and you're interested in the draft and, and taking that kid or not taking him, and you don't see him play juniors, which I know doesn't happen very often anymore, how hard is it to project a kid that just plays high school hockey versus one that plays juniors? You know, it's 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 easier if you see him play at a higher level against better competition. It's always easier to see that. Um, at the high school level, you still can see what they, how they think and how they work and compete and do things. I mean, high school is still a very good avenue and uh, way to get drafted and find your footing for college. And I, I don't think anybody should be in a hurry. I think that's the mistake people get in where they leave high school early and they haven't dominated the high school level yet or they haven't dominated the level they're at and they, they – move forward and then their their growth gets stagnated because they're they're in too big a hurry and they have to master where they're at first and high school is a great great i mean look at alex bump he played before and after and he lit the state tournament on fire and was just an excellent example of being able to do that do it at the high school level and have the best of both worlds and then uh plant at at uh, hermantown won the state championship he played in Chicago before he came back to high school and then he's going back to Chicago for the playoffs in the USHL. Wonderful example of having the best of both worlds. And Minnesota's lucky you can do that in Minnesota and, and we're very fortunate to have that option for these kids. Now you know, the trade deadline was late this year because the season got moved and, and, and that allowed a little bit more analysis and the and the Wild went out and got Flurry to go with Talbot. As an NHL guy that watches, what do you see? Oh, I, I love the way the Wild set up. I mean, they they have done a very good job. That identity uh, of their team, the hard work and gritty. They are a tough out. They are going to be nasty in the playoffs. And their coaching staff, their management, their players are all on the same page. Uh, they're just I, I, they're very enjoyable to watch. I just think they're they're built for the playoffs and their additions. And Fleury's just you know I, I was at Pittsburgh when he was there and I met him a few times and could not meet a nicer human being or better more humble superstar than him he is the the cream of the crop the class of the class he is excellent billy garen you worked with there is this team look like his vision for the team oh absolutely 100 percent. like they 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 have a they can beat you with skill and they can beat you with toughness and billy billy likes that grinding style and he knows what i mean he's won five stanley cups three as a player two in his management he knows what it looks like. He's been in the fire. Um, he's been on both sides of it. He's seen everything, and and you know he the, the acquisitions at the trade deadline for his defenseman, the tough. He added some grit and grind on the back end and on the front, and supports his uh, skilled guys. I mean, they they have a they have something special going right now, and they, they're going to be tough. They're gonna, I mean, they beat Colorado the other night. They're they're the, my second favorite team in the league right now, and. Um, obviously, Toronto's number one, but uh, they'll be they'll be very tough to beat in the playoffs for now, certain. Uh, Calgary looks like a tough matchup too. Are, are they maturing and evolving into something you don't want to play? I think Calgary. Yeah, I mean Calgary has. Uh, you know, they bought in playing defense, and, and then they have some some nice skill up front. I think that's a good matchup for the Wild. Now, the Wild when they played them earlier, they were not healthy. And they didn't have their full lineup, and Calgary did. And Calgary was kind of on a roll, and the Wild were just kind of getting together, had a little bit of lull there. I, I don't. I, they didn't play the Calgary at full strength. I, I, I think they match up well against Calgary. Calgary, no one wants to play the Wild because they know what what's coming down. If you play them in a seven game series, you're gonna it's gonna be ice bags and bruises, and you're gonna pay a price to, when they come at you. 
And it, it, did it help them to get that defenseman then, the the, the big kid from uh, San Jose? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he just fits right in with, with them. I, he's uh, Middleton. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be tough to play at. He's a number five, six type defenseman that's big and long and plays that playoff hockey style that he, he's a perfect addition to them. When you get to the playoffs, how does it change when you get to know each other and it's a seven game series? I, I remember Tommy Curvers telling me once, I think the Wild were on a roll. They'd won eight out of nine or something like that. And he says, it doesn't matter. He says, this is before he was working for the Wild. Uh, but he yeah. said, uh, he said, it doesn't matter because they don't match up with Chicago. So I don't care how many games they win. They're going to have to play Chicago in the first or second round. And there's no way that they match up with Duncan Keith, with Taves, with Kane, et cetera, et cetera. He said, so, so it, the winning streaks mean nothing because they don't match up and they, they're never going to match up and there's no way they can beat them in a seven game series. Do you start to calculate that right now this time of year? Well, I think that's what the GMs are doing to see what they need before the trade deadline. Yep. And I would say on the West, the wild matchup with everybody well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Colorado is the cream of the crop on that side with the skill and the speed. Yep. But they don't have the – I don't think they have the back end or the goaltending that the wild has. Uh, they might have the speed, and they, and they don't – I don't know if they have that the kind of grinding grit that – that the Wild has, and it cost them last year for Colorado. And I don't know if they fixed those issues with the goaltending and in the back, and they have some real slick skaters, but I don't know if they can handle that that pounding that the Wild's going to bring to them, and, and they're going to bring it. They they bring it, and they're fun to watch. Like, it's full speed. I mean, that place is hopping. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it is, it is, they are fun to watch. Philadelphia comes down tomorrow with Mike Yo and, and Chuck Fletcher. It hasn't worked out so well for them. Uh, there, uh, what's been missing? Or are they just young? Uh, you know, they didn't, there's a reason they got the, got those jobs is because things yeah. weren't working when wrong, they got yeah. there. So yeah, so uh, it's it's never a quick fix in sports. I mean, uh, it's a it's a difficult thing to change what they inherited so it's and they and they traded some of the pieces off uh, i just think they're in a tough situation and it, it just takes a little longer than people people aren't patient in pro sports so they, you're going to need some patience when you when you inherit a team that's on the slide it takes a little bit to get going and i think that's just where they're at right now who do you like in the east besides toronto you know the the Florida and Tampa are very tough. Like they played, we just played uh, Toronto, just played Florida, and we beat them. But they're they're going to be a tough out. Like they're fast and they they can play both ways, and they have a lot of skill and they like to get up and down the ice. They they play similar to us in Tampa's the two time defending champ and um, the goal. You, you just they they they're they're still stacked. Like until you beat the champ, they're still the champ. So. And Boston's on a roll right now. I think the East is very difficult. Like it's gonna, it could be, we could we could come out of there. I mean, any team. The Rangers are playing well. Their goalie's been outstanding. Like it, it it's you know, it's anybody's. The 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 East is difficult to to predict. It's it's going to be a tough tough to get to the finals. So yeah, yeah, now that East. you say that, I mean, you talk about a bit of sort of flavor to coaches. You got Dean Evison obviously at the Wild, but you got Boudreau in Vancouver, uh, Yo in Philadelphia, and Andrew Brunette in Florida. Yeah, Andrew Burnett quietly has just been kicking butt. Like yeah. he's the guy everybody likes, and he kind of just always around it. And just I, I would imagine those players really enjoy playing for him. I, I, Darby Hendrickson and I are friends, and I met Andrew through him, and just a good person, like wonderful human being. And yes. I'm sure 
you know, like his, his personality kind of shines with that team. They got a little bit of grit to them, but they have skill. They, they play really well. They're a nice team. They're fun to watch. Scotty, good to talk to you, my friend. We'll do it again soon. I haven't seen you at the club for a bit. Maybe I'm going the wrong hours. That, that, I, you know, I'm not on the elliptical next to you, that's why. <laughs> okay, I'll see you soon, I hope. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You bet. Scott Bell. Uh, he's just like a hockey expert, knows it all, watches it all, gets it all. Always fun to visit with him in person or on the air. When we come back, we'll wrap up this edition. I'll tell you how this UConn-NC State game played out. Double overtime. Is Becker's coming back when we come back? Welcome back, Sports to the Max. I mean, it was a game. Um, so when I last left you, North Carolina State was down three, and, and they only had six seconds left, and... and um, number 11, I'm not sure who it is, hits a three-pointer going away to put it into double overtime. In double overtime, Paige Becker scores five points off the top, and they end up holding on for a 91-87 win. Becker's had 23 points, 15 in the two overtimes, so the legend continues, and the legend comes back home uh, to Minnesota. Uh, coming up this Friday night at 6, she'll play at... Uh, uh, at Target Center, so there you go, and uh, and we got a final at uh, uh, from the uh, region final, and now uh, Louisville uh, leads Michigan twenty-eight to twenty-seven in the first half. More on that to come coming down the road. Tubbsy, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Maxie. How, how does the Chris Archer signing strike you? I think it's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, no for, runs. Give him a shot. See what happens, right? Well, I mean, he's run got, him out there. See what he's got, velocity wise. Well, the thing is, if you can get anything from him, if his elbow is healthy, you know what the upside is. And I think you need somebody. I mean, this is not going to be, you know, the the guy that you had in, in you know 2012 through 2015 Oof. 16 nasty 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 exactly so to me for three and a half mil if you're going to get a guy that's going to be middle of the rotation uh, it's it's three and a half mil so to me this tell me the twins are not done like this, well, this but is it not also tells me that they have not gotten done what they thought they'd get done so they had to go to plan b right now and then still try to keep working on plan a but they they, they go we got to get something yeah, now well and, and i mean i Plus don't know he's got to get thrown you can't you know you can't sit and throw bullpens all day you got to throw the hitters yeah and, and i don't think there's really any sense of urgency for the twins if you know the longer that you go with you know, possibly wanting to get one of the two guys from Oakland, like the price goes down. So if Do you think though, I mean, because other teams have injuries, then all of a sudden they want those guys, and, and that's and I mean that's fine. Right now, the, the Twins don't need a fifth starter till May, so I mean you could go through with what you have right now, and I don't think they're in that bad of a spot. I don't think they're done by any stretch of the imagination. But the Chris Archer, his K per nine innings when he was dealing, Whew. if you even get a fraction of that. You've got somebody that's... And then typical Tampa, they traded him right when they knew, you know, mm-hmm. when everybody else didn't know, and they See, and that's, value back. Then they signed him and brought him back just for fun. And that's the thing, though, Maxie. He came up in the Tampa farm Tampa. system. To me, and, that's and, all you and need. You, and, you know, Rocco was with him throughout there. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm He knows what he bit. needs to know. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give the Tampa farm system, I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt. Okay. All right. We'll do it again tomorrow, okay? Sounds good, Maxie. That's Tubbsy. I'm Mike. We say good night. But Henry, Big Hank coming up next, Lake to the Night on WCCO. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.